Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. You don't see enough positive news about global warming. And Rich Casey. I usually do the smell test and the taste test. I usually don't do the, the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And along the way, they'll probably veer off the path a little and talk about gardening, television, their world travels, sports, or pretty much any other shiny thing that catches their eye. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday, December 9th, 2023. This is episode number 245 of the podcast, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Avanoff. Uh, with me, as he is each week, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I'm doing quite well, actually. Uh, it's been a good week, as you'll see when I start talking about my week. Although I feel a little bit uh, strange, I feel like uh, in some ways that Elon Musk has implanted one of his brain chips in my head already. And I don't know if that's really because I've been goofing around so much with AI this week or because I'm reading a book where the whole premise is based essentially on that idea. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later as we get going. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um yeah, mine was the same. I, I uh, actually wrote a little bit more than I normally do. I think it's because I'm getting so close to the end of this draft and I want to be like, okay, I want to get more done. I want to get finished. So like I'll go out on a day when I normally wouldn't write and I'll write. I think I did that twice this week, actually. Actually, you could say that I did it three times this week. I wrote when I didn't expect to. So, uh, and, uh, you know, so it was pretty good. Yeah, it'd be great so, if you could get that motivation going during the the soggy middle of a, of a story, but uh, it's that, that's the hard part. Yeah, I think about my uh, book three in the sci-fi series that I put aside to start this murder mystery series. And I have like 65% of it done. And it's like 15 chapters at the beginning and 15 chapters in the end. And I have no idea what to do in the middle. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So let me jump into my stats for the week. Speaking of the murder mystery series, uh, book two is up 3,032 words to 69,596. I will probably cross over the 70,000 word threshold tomorrow morning. Uh, again, this is my second revision. I think, I think, I guess it's first draft, first revision, second revision. Um, and that is through 22 of the 25 chapters that I have in the first draft. This is without chapter 26, which is the final chapter in the book. Cause I didn't write it. It's kind of the, uh, the windup as I like to call it, uh, stealing a term from the old Johnny dollar, uh, radio show from the fifties. Um, the 25 chapters though, that I have are 26. When I, when I write that final one, it's, it's going to turn into like 35 to 40 because every now and then I keep finding these chapters that I'm going to split up into two and three and a couple of them into four sections. So it's going to be a little bit longer than the first book. And, um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I like the story. So I'm okay with it. Um, uh, the two short stories that I'm working on, uh, the space opera and the, the prequel novella sci-fi, neither of them have changed. Uh, the, the, the space opera is sitting at 7788, which I think is four chapters. And the prequel novella is 5153, which I believe is the first two chapters. Um, I made a light, no changes this week for the first time in a couple of weeks, uh, hanging tight at uh, 1,080 people. Facebook, I'm up two to 219. This is my second week of posting about Christmas stuff that I'm watching. I did miss one night this week, but the other six I posted. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's also a little bit of, of work. It feels like, you know, at, at 7, 7.30, trying to find something that I want to watch that's not the same as the, the night before. Like, I could sit and watch 25 Hallmark movies, throw a couple sitcoms in there, and, you know, it would be easy. But right. I want to mix it up a little bit. Um, you know, I threw a couple sitcoms in there. I watched uh, uh, The Muppets Christmas Carol, which I'd never seen before. <laughs> Excuse me. I put that in there. And then last night, 
you know, I kind of got to the couch a little bit late and thought, oh, what am I going to do? So I kind of copped out and watched two music videos, which are two Weird Al songs, uh, Christmas songs that he did that I really like. And now I can't get one of them out of my head. It's <laughs> okay because it's Weird Al. Um, so it really took me like 10 minutes to do last night's. Um, and then who knows what I'm going to do tonight. But yeah, we I think watched... it's going pretty well. I forgot to put it down on, in my outline, but the, we watched the Muppets Christmas Carol too. I think it was last Sunday night, Sunday or Monday night. I can't remember which one. Um, and it was the first time for both of us. Yeah, my wife really liked it. It was kind of right up her alley. It was a musical. I had no idea. I was so happy yeah. when they started yeah. singing. Yeah, it was kind of Great. cute. <laughs> um let's see what else do I, so so you know in terms of this you know i'm getting very i mean very little um interaction from people i'm getting maybe two likes per day a couple of laughs a heart you know per day maybe a comment maybe a comment um my guess is it's just that uh facebook isn't showing it to people i put a whole yeah. you know i've been what i've been doing is i've been taking what i'm writing throwing it in chat gpt and saying okay give me a bunch of hashtags for this because i don't know if hashtags work on facebook i've never used them before i've never searched using them before so i have no idea if they work but i'm putting them it's, it's giving me a good 15 to 20 of them and i'm just sticking at the bottom of every post yeah um i don't i don't know if they work on facebook either but i i do know i was on facebook a fair amount doing admin and stuff during the week and i did not see any of your posts this yeah. week so face maybe over... because maybe because they're longer facebook just isn't pushing them out there. I have no idea. Yeah. I know that. Um, I remember when the Sean Inman did his thing last year at 20 books, talked about, uh, you know, making money with Facebook. He talked about how he uses it as a blog every now and then. And he says, right. people from Facebook would tell him don't post more than like so many words. And he said, I don't care. It works. Hmm. People like it. It may not, maybe the people that follow him like it, but maybe it's not attracting followers. But I, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm getting followers. I'm up to 219 now. I started, I started this whole thing at like 185. So, and that was about, right. I don't know, eight months ago. And he did say, this is not a weekly, monthly, this is a year. This is going to take a few years. Right. So, um, right. so I'm happy to keep doing it, but, uh, sometimes yeah. it feels like work, but and when he was doing it back then, there was still much more organic reach yeah. in, uh, in Facebook than there is now. Yeah. I wonder if I, I, I would test that maybe by posting a couple of them small, but I, it would be hard for me to like, watch something and then and write three sentences and call it done. Like I would right. probably want to write, you know, right. I had to stop myself a couple of weeks ago with like the second Hallmark movie where I was like two pages into a Google spread, a Google document. And, <laughs> and I thought, boy, I'm only like 10 minutes into this. I got to slow down. That's when I decided to come up with just do bullet points for the middle part of it and then not give away the ending. So do you, uh, do you write these as you're watching or do you wait till the, to the end to write it? It depends on what it is. Most of them I've been, I've been writing while I watch them. Okay. Uh, what I'll do is I'll watch the first five minutes and then I'll write kind of a beginning. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll write an ending. Although I guess if I don't know the ending, I can't, but I'll write an ending. Um, and then as I'm watching like the middle part, I do a whole bunch of bullet points, just something catches my fancy. I just put it in a bullet okay. point. Unfortunately, Facebook doesn't like bullet points. So I have to use dashes, which kind of sucks. But, right. um, and then I go in and I get the, get the hashes. But like when I do, when I cop out one of these days and just do Christmas vacation, because I don't want to do anything. And I've seen that about a thousand times. I bet I've seen it more than a thousand times. If I had to add it up. Um, that one I can write without even watching the movie and right. I'll still watch it. I don't want to, if I say I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it, but I enjoy watching it. So why wouldn't I, um, that one would take me no time at all because I've seen it so many times. Same with right. Story. Right, uh, right. But I'm trying not to do those. I'm trying to do things I haven't seen before. Right. That's fun. It's fun for you. I mean, you get to see yeah. these movies and stuff. So, 
sometimes it feels like work and then you have football, you know, on, so luckily I have the two TVs in my living room where I can, you know, I don't really like announcers for football anyway. So I, even on a Sunday, right. I just mute, I just mute the TV and I just listen to other stuff because I can't stand announcers, but so it works out. Okay. Where I can mute the game and then put something with sound on the, on the other side. Right. Right. Um, in terms of my fantasy football update, because again, I know everybody wants to know this is the beginning of week 14. This is the final week of the regular season. And in my, the only, you know, in my six home leagues, my six leagues with all my friends, I'm in the playoffs in all six of them. That's that, that has never happened before. That's amazing. That's low money, but it's fun. And I want to win and I'm trying hard to win. I have really good teams in all six leagues, but the big money league is the one that, that I'm paying the most attention to. Again, it was $1,700, $1,750 to get into first prize in the league is 7,000. <clears> Second prize is 3,400. Third prize is 1,100. Top three teams make the playoffs after 14 weeks. And if I make the playoffs, I'm guaranteed 1,100. I'm 160 points up on the person behind me in fourth place. I'm currently in third. I dropped the third because on in the Thursday night game, one of the guys, the guy behind me had Ezekiel Elliott and he had a really good game. Hmm. So I just dropped the third for a couple of days, but I'll probably move back up in the second. If you make the playoffs, you're guaranteed 1,100. I'm so far up on the team behind me that it would be a miracle for them to catch me. So I'm pretty much locked into the playoffs, and that's what I'm excited about is making that playoff. So um, the playoffs start next week, and they run for three weeks. And, you know, like I said, I if I win the 3,400, I'm going to buy that that 34-inch uh, monitor, that, that ultra-wide. I'm so excited. I found one on uh, – there's a computer store in Cleveland called Micro Center that I love, and there's a 34-inch ultra-wide LG monitor for $339, and it's a great price. The one at Best Buy was $499, and it was one model number worse, like older. Mm-hmm. So this one's actually a model number newer, and it's $160 less. So right. um, I'm so excited by this. And then $7,000 for first would be great, and then you're you're automatically put into the big prize where first prize is $250,000. So. Wow. Yeah, I'm very excited. Since we're talking about sports, I don't know if I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but uh, my neighbor down the street signed with the Phillies, yeah. uh, seven-year deal for $172 million. And I thought, man, that's a really nice contract until today. Until, <laughs> until yeah. today when Otani signed for $700 million. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I don't like baseball. I am not a baseball fan. I think it's a boring sport. I don't even, with no salary cap, you know, the Yankees trade for Juan Soto, one of the best hitters in baseball, and then the Dodgers sign Shohei Otani, probably the best player in baseball, potentially baseball history. Um, And it's like all those small market teams. If you're a Cleveland fan, a Pittsburgh fan, even a Detroit fan, you're not, you know, you, you go into the season knowing you have no chance. Um, and it sucks and I well, hate it. And it's just... Well, the, the thing about baseball though, is one player can very, can very, very rarely take over a team and, and, the, uh, propel them to a good season. I mean, look, Otani has been on the, on the angels for what, six or seven years now, and they've gone nowhere when he's been there, even though he's had, he's had outstanding seasons. So yeah, I think that I think the Dodgers may have overpaid, but somebody was going to overpay. So. Oh yeah. But, but keep in mind that one player doesn't you know make the team great but when you're the dodgers and the yankees you can buy a whole bunch of players at one that's time. true and again don't get me wrong the yankees did it last year they were awful so you know you've got to have a chemistry but you know again as a cleveland fan they have no chance they won the they won the lottery for the first overall pick in the baseball draft that's what we have going for us so right um yeah. well what you what you have to hope for is that you're not in a uh in a division that has a lot of those big market teams in it. Right. Like the division that Cleveland is in and Detroit is in. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, last week's goal was to continue working through the story grid while editing, get through chapter 20. Uh, very, very successful there. As I actually got through chapter 22 today. So I, I have three left in this first draft. And uh, yeah, there's hope that I can finish it this week. Well, as far as my stats for the week, uh, my three main vowels, Death Come to Paradise, uh, What the Cat Dragged In, and Mistakes Were Made, they're all unchanged. Death Comes to Paradise at 57,616 words. Wow. I swore that was up in the 60,000s, so I must at, at some point have gone in there and edited and, and it had dropped back a little bit. Uh, what the Cat Dragged In is at 21,655, and uh, Mistakes Were Made, which is my short story anthology, is currently at 20,266. All three of those are not finished, so they're all of them are going to increase in size. I still think Death Comes to Paradise will come in at about 70,000 words by the time it's done. I did write 4,674 words on the week. All of them were in a new story that I'll talk about uh, how that came about later. Uh, the story is called Shroud of Shadows. Uh, I really love the title. I love the kind of concept of the, uh, of the, of the uh, story. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. In terms of my KU page reads, I'm up, uh, or not KU page reads, but KU equivalent page reads on the Vela's. I was up 5,695. I did not push that as much as I thought I was going to this week because I got caught up in playing with novel craft, crafter, novel crafter. Uh, so, but I still got the the almost, well, between five and 6,000 page reads. I'm now standing at 199,525 page reads on the year. Uh, I may have gone over that because I checked that number earlier this morning. Uh, but if I don't have, don't go over today, it will probably be tomorrow. Uh, they'll, I'll uh, crest the 200,000 page read mark, which was kind of a, you know, towards the end of fall, I was thinking should be kind of a minimum goal. And I, I'll, I'll hit that. And then I don't know if I'll do much at all with that for the rest of the year. Just kind of let it slide and just think more about what's coming up for next year in terms of bells okay. and, and how many page reads. Have you actually started doing anything about like thinking about 2024 and your goals? Like I made a note to start thinking about that. I have yeah. an idea in my head, but not, not, you know, things flip in and out of my, of my conscious brain uh, while I'm doing other things, but I haven't really sat down. I figured when I'm going to be doing a lot of driving at the end of this week, it'd be a good time to really think about it seriously. I'm going to catch up on some podcasts. I'm going to try to find some that are talk, that talk about planning and setting goals and, and stuff. And then, yeah, I'm going to do that while I'm on the road. All right, so looking at my uh, recap from last week, um, Saturday night after we uh, podcasted, I got it posted. I sat down to watch another one of the 30 nights of Christmas. Um, this was, oh, this was Mer Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. This was another one that was kind of like a cop-out, but I, I love Mr. Bean. It was only a half an hour long, and I love Mr. Bean. I've seen it right. before, and I still laugh throughout it because Mr. Bean is hilarious. I love Ron Atkinson. I'm going to have to, I didn't realize there was a Christmas movie with him in it. I'm going to have to get that. It's only, I think it's, it's two, I don't know if it was the same episode, but it's two kind of um, skits. I, I don't really call them skits to to put together to make a half an hour. episode. Oh, okay. and it's really it goes from like Christmas shopping all the way through Christmas Day. Like it's really good. His girlfriend is involved and 
It's oh, just cool. it's really fun. It's I'm really gonna look fun. for that tonight. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, the Browns lost again, but whatever. They're you know they were fun to watch. Uh, they have a quarterback that's actually slinging the ball, which they hadn't had. In, I don't know how long. Um, and uh, so it was fine. Um, what I did, I actually had a pretty busy day. Got a lot done. Uh, off to Panera early to, to finish up chapter 19.4, which is the fourth segment of chapter 19 that I'm going to split up once I when I get into formatting. Um, and you know what's funny is I remember doing this. I, I had my murderer show my main character some text messages that were fake. She faked them from the guy who was accused and she was trying to keep him in jail and she was pretending she didn't know what to do with them. And I got in there and, and as I was like, editing, I cut that entire section and just, I don't like this. I want a different story event. And the funny thing is I can't remember what I changed it to, but it works better inside the story itself. That seemed kind of random came out of nowhere. There was no hint of it anywhere. So, uh, so I just completely changed. I deleted it. It was probably about, I don't know, 500 words. And I kind of rewrote something else in there um, instead. Uh, and then I started working on chapter 20. I didn't get very far with it before I had to leave. It's kind of a weird thing when I go to Panera, I, I walk in around the same time each Sunday and I go get my food. And then as I'm sitting there, uh, the guy with the Cincinnati Bengals shirt comes in and sits at the table over here. And then the guy with the, I forget what it is, but he sits over there. And then two people come in and join Cincinnati guy. Like it's the same people every week. And, uh, and I time it pretty well so that when he gets his, he's literally right behind me at a bigger table. And when his friends come in, that's about the time for me to leave because timing wise it works out, but also they get really loud. Um, so it works out to where I can go to the grocery store and I can get home and, and get lunch. And then it's, it's about 1230 when I'm all settled in and football starts at one. So, uh, it works out pretty well. So I can write until about that point and then get out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, stopped at Walmart on the way home. Like I always do. I, I stop at Walmart because I like to buy lettuce and, uh, 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 what's the other thing? Um, strawberries. Cause at my local grocery store, they're not very good, but I can buy lettuce and strawberries and have lunch for the, you know, use it for lunch for the week. And then have my strawberries are kind of a an afternoon snack every day. So I cut them all up and throw them in a container and just eat them. Like I'm eating potato chips. Yeah. Do you, do you buy the lettuce that's in the already kind of washed and cleaned yeah. in the little containers? Yeah. In the bags. Yeah. In the bags. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to buy it whole, you know, whole heads and stuff. Uh, I don't particularly like salads. I mean, sometimes I'll make them, but uh, it's so convenient just to get it in those little containers in the, in the bags or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big salad fan. In fact, probably for dinner, I'm going to make a taco salad, which is, it's not healthy. It's, you know, lettuce and tomato and black olives, but then it's got cheese and ground beef and I'll put Doritos on top of it and ranch dressing and French fries on top of it. And that becomes my, my taco salad. So, uh, I just like a good salad. I like a good salad and a good sandwich. Those are probably my favorites. I like, I like greens in general. In fact, I went over across the street yesterday to the neighbor's house because she was just swamped with a uh, mustard greens. I harvested a whole bushel full of mustard greens, Nice. came home and, and cooked, you know, you cook down a whole bushel of greens. It ends up being, you know, a couple of quarts worth. But, you know, we'll eat that over the next few days. And yeah, so I like that kind of stuff. There you go. Um, away home, I stopped at the grocery store to finish up the grocery shopping. And then the one o'clock game started. Now, the Browns were a four o'clock game. So I had a couple of things I wanted to get finished during the one o'clock games. Number one was set up a new TV to replace the one up in my bedroom that I took out into my golf simulator. And then I have this infrared heater. It's this giant heater. I'm looking at it right now. It's on a tripod. It's about maybe two feet long and it just blows hot air and it's infrared. So it literally blows where it's aiming and I uh, can set that up right where I stand in the golf simulator when it's really cold and actually stay warm. I watched a couple of reviews on YouTube and there's a guy who uses it in his garage for the same reason. And he's wearing shorts in his garage in the middle of winter. Mm. I think he was in, he might've been in Michigan, uh, upstate Michigan. And uh, so I thought that looks pretty good. So I bought it a couple weeks ago and put it together on Sunday. 
Uh, and then while the Browns were on and they were losing, I grabbed all of the Christmas presents that I had bought so far, probably about maybe about 10 things. And I wrapped everything up. There were a couple of things I couldn't wrap yet because I need a couple boxes, but the plan is to wrap everything that I'm, that, that is Lindsay's and, uh, and her husband and her kids and ship them all to them maybe early, ne- uh, late in the week next week. Uh, once my mom has done wrapping all the gifts for them also, we'll just ship everything. You know, I used to do the whole Amazon, just ship it to them and send it as a gift, but I can't stand the way Amazon wraps their presents. It's like they put it in a bag with some paper and that's the end of it. It's not very yeah. good. I haven't even done any of my Christmas shopping except for my son and daughter-in-law in LA, because that's what I did. I went on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I just bought it there and had, have it shipped to them. But yeah. I haven't, haven't yeah. done any of the other stuff. I'm not sure when I'm going to do it. The older, I'm almost the older done. Get, the older I get, the less I care about doing it. And that, you know, I think the less, less my brother and sister care about it too. My mother, however, you better not forget to buy presents. <laughs> so I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love giving gifts. So like I bought my mom a really good gift and it kind of expensive. And I bought my dad something it was, ah, it's not equal. So then I bought my dad two more things, wrap them all up. You know, I, I, I just like doing it. So um, but we wrapped everything individually and we'll throw them in a box and ship everything down to Lindsay. Um, okay. I do have to go tomorrow. Uh, one of these days early this week, I'll go get some packing material and I'll get a big box and just make sure that everything is, is packed well. So nothing breaks. Right. Um, in the evening during the eight o'clock game, I watched season two, episode one of Dr. Who it's called Christmas in vacation, Christmas in Christmas invasion. I've seen that a bunch of times, really enjoy it. It's the first episode with David Tennant, who is in my opinion, the best doctor, of all time, all time being, you know, when I started watching in 2006, uh, from I think the uh, the ninth doctor, I didn't see any of the first eight. I know people love uh, what's his name with the scarf, but I've never actually seen his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I finished watching the football game. This is going to become a theme now. I finished watching the football game and I went to bed, which meant I went to bed at like 11:45 and didn't fall up fall asleep until after midnight. Got up at uh, 6.30 to work, worked from home all day. Nothing writing related. Um, I did have a dentist appointment at 2.30. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Rich, but I always schedule my dentist appointments for 2.30. I've probably told this story in this podcast before. Uh, and the reason I do it is because when when I, and, and nobody asks, I just say, oh, do you want to know why I do it at 2.30 to the, the women who I'm scheduling with? And they they courtesy just say, yeah, it, why? And I say, because what's a doctor's, a dentist's favorite time of the day? It's 2.30, get it 2.30? That's, that's, <laughs> that's my favorite joke. So uh I, I had mine at 2.30 and I scheduled another one for 2.30 later on. Um, in the evening, you know, I was looking around for something to watch, something a little bit different. And I remembered that um, one of my favorite sitcoms as a kid was Perfect Strangers with Larry and Balky. And I hadn't watched reruns of that show. Like I've watched, you know, The Office and Seinfeld and Golden Girls and Andy Griffith that I've watched a billion times because that was never really on in reruns. So I searched for it using the Roku menu, found it on an app called Freevee, which I think is owned by Amazon. And um, it's actually there and it's free. It has commercials, but it's like one commercial during the commercial break. I have, And since I haven't watched it in like 25 years, I started watching some more of it. Um, I did watch the Christmas episode and posted about it, but the plan is to watch more of it now as I, as I go along. Um, Cause I really enjoyed that show as a kid. It's another one of those shows that I, I would have said, there's no way this show holds up. It's not going to be funny. And yet I laughed. So yeah. That's, that's another thing I forgot to put in the outline. I was, guess I was really bad this week of, of figuring or writing down what I did. Uh, we started watching uh, uh, Inspector Morse. I don't know if you know, have ever seen those from, from uh, BBC. Uh, they're really good. and uh, But they're, they're kind of dated. They look dated because they're from the 80s, essentially. I think early 80s, maybe. 
or maybe late eighties into the early nineties. But anyway, yeah. So, you know, the, the styles and the dress and everything mm -hmm. is kind of, kind of odd, but uh, they're pretty good mysteries, except as a mystery writer, you know, it's hilarious because he always ends up arresting two or three people before he gets the right one, which is, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious the way that works. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Um, Let's see. So I, I, yeah, I watched that and posted about it. And then I, again, watched the entire Monday night game. I don't even know who it was right now, but I know I watched the, Oh, it was Jacksonville, Cincinnati went to overtime. So I, I went to bed again around midnight, got up the next day around six 30. I am tired like crazy right now. Um, it's, you know, I, I usually get six, seven to eight hours of sleep a night and getting like five and a half to six. Mm -hmm. Not good. Um, Tuesday night, or Tuesday, I worked from home all day. And then I went to hothead in the evening. I finished chapter 20 which worked out really well. And then Wednesday I worked from home. Um, no writing at all on this day, but at, at lunch I did work on um, creating a new custom GPT in chat GPT specifically for this Sam Norris series. Um, and, and it's funny, I started out by actually having a conversation with chat GPT asking about its memory. And I would be like, if I up, I think I said to it, if I up, uh, um, upload a, a word document of the entire manuscript every time i talk to you will you be able to refer to it and it was like no you know and, and finally i got to the point where i said well how many how many words or care i think it was characters how many characters can you remember i can't remember if it was words or characters i feel like it might have been words actually can you remember no it was characters it was definitely characters and it told me eight thousand was the the, the limited had at that moment so i thought so then i asked it well if i create a word document that has like character profiles, maybe a, a paragraph of the plot of book one and book two. When I go to plot book three, as long as I'm under 8,000 characters, will that work? And ChatGPT said, yes, it will. So I'm going to try to do that. In fact, I started on it on that day also. And I, I mean, I was on one character and I was getting so close and I thought this is, this is not going to work. Um, and I'll talk about something that I got an email about. I'll talk about that late in the end of the podcast. I don't know. Do, do you get living writer emails? Uh, Yes, I believe so. Did you see the one that came out maybe Monday, Tuesday or no? Tuesday, Wednesday? I, I think I saw it, but I can't remember what it was about. Yeah, no. I'll talk about it because it okay. was really, really cool. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I'm never going to use it, but it was really, really cool. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about this chat GPT thing that you're that you're mentioning in terms of its limited memory. Now, in Novel Crafter, one, you know, one of the things I'm, I was going to talk about a little bit later, but I can talk about it now, uh, that's really cool about it is that you can, you can set up a codex. And in the codex, you can essentially a story bible you can have all your character sheets all your back your background information location and all and every time it makes a call to a llm it sends all this information along with it if mm -hmm. if it's relevant if if you if you tell it to and if it's relevant uh because you have control over what information you want to send what you don't so this difficulty with chat gpt remembering things is kind of circumvented by sending it the information every single time right when, when you ask a question and that's which is kind of hard to do uh if you're just working natively within chat gpt uh but it's, it's a little bit easier to do through novel crafter anyways because of, of the the way she set up the linkages the linkages and and the instructions that are buried beneath those linkages yeah i'll have to take a look at it um i think i wrote it down last week and hadn't looked at it yet so yeah i'll put it yeah. on my list to take a look at um, I went to, let's see, what do we got? Oh, after work, I went to YouTube, checked out my subscription. Uh, and okay, so when I go to YouTube, the first thing I do is I click my subscriptions just to see if anything new that I subscribed to had come mm -hmm. out. And holy cow, my screen was fully yellow. And the yellow was 
20 books uploading all of the videos at one time okay. from the show a couple weeks back or a month back basically um i haven't really got into watching any of them i did start watching the very first one which had to do with ai um it was the woman from that future fiction academy i think her name's elizabeth ann west watched about 10 minutes of it and then turned it off it wasn't I, I just was doing other stuff at the time. I just kind of see when I was really curious more about anything that more than anything about the quality of the video. And it was, you know, most of those videos in the past have been like cameras in the back that you can see the crowd and you can see the speaker. And then sometimes they cut to a, uh, a screen recording of the actual screen that they're using. This right. was all screen. There was no, I didn't see the speaker. I didn't see the oh, okay. crowd. Now I don't know if they did it for all of them. It's just that I looked at one for 10 mm -hmm. minutes. So, but I am going to go back. I have a lot of holidays coming up, a lot of days off coming up over the next three weeks, four weeks. So I'm going to go back and, and watch some of the ones that interest me and, and see how they look. So. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Thursday, I was in the office. Um, now I had talked last week about, the, I was going to start reading at lunch instead of uh, writing during my week in the office, but I was so excited to continue the story and I'm almost done, close to being finished. So I ended up writing instead. Um, I started working on chapter 21. I had about 45 minutes to, to write. I got about 75% of it finished. Um, and it wasn't, I say 75%. I, I got about 75% of the way through it, but it wasn't anywhere near done. That chapter turned into a monster that I, if I, if I, I'm going to probably read it to my writer's club next week, because if I wrote it correctly, I think it's really good. I'm just not sure if it's there yet. Um, right. It might be able to be broken into. I, I don't know if I want to, because I think it's a, a pretty good chapter on its own. I don't know if it needs like a cliffhanger that gets people to turn the page to the next one. Right. We'll see. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, and then Friday I worked from home all day. And then afterward I was off to Panera. So this is another one. This was the third, actually, this was the second, there were only two. This was the second, um, writing session. I didn't expect, uh, I was off to Panera to finish chapter 21. Um, again, big, maybe break it into, I don't know, but and it's, it's a chapter where my character is looking through this notebook that he stole. And there's a lot of code stuff written in there and he kind of figures out what a lot of the code means, makes a couple phone calls. Then there's a big cliffhanger at the very end. I really like it. The end needs a little bit more work, definitely, but uh, I really, really like it. And I hope I can, you know, get it to, to, to turn out. Okay. Uh, today I was off to the golf course in the morning for the indoor simulator league that I'm a part of. Uh, we golf from uh, 10 to 11 this week, nine of 10. So we have one more week left in this season. Um, and then after that, I went to a couple stores to do some Christmas shopping. I, I don't have much left. I really just have, um, one more gift for our little gift exchange we do from the family. Uh, we do a Chinese auction every year and it's so much fun at my dad's aunt's house. Yeah. And I've got two things bought. I need basically everybody just buys three, four, five, six things, donates them. She puts them in a, a room. There's usually like, you know, 50 to 75 things between the 15 or so of us. And uh, she puts it, you buy tickets. The tickets are like 20 bucks, no, $10 for 20 tickets, $5 for 20 tickets, something like that. You put them in the baggies in front of the stuff you like. And then one by one, they pull a ticket. Sometimes you walk out of there with one thing. Sometimes you walk out of there with like eight things. Um, it's a lot. Of, and then what she does is she takes the money that people use to buy the tickets and she raffles that off in like $20 increments. People oh, okay. Uh, so it all works out. All the money comes back to you and again, you, you may do well. It's just a lot of fun. It's, it's yeah. a lot. Of, it's, um, so that, that I, I did, I, I, I can envision a lot of smack talk going on. Oh, my dad loves to do that. Yeah. <laughs> my dad loves to talk trash. Um, so, uh, I, but I didn't buy anything. I didn't buy anything in either place. Um, I just have a couple things left, so I'll take care of that probably later in the week. 
Um, and then I went to Hothead where I started working on chapter 22. Um, I actually took it from 900 words to 1900 words, which I thought was pretty good. I, I, um, added more emotion description. I, I lengthened a conversation that needed to be lengthened. I added a couple of characters in there who have a couple of lines. It's just, it's good. I really like it. Uh, I'm really liking how the end of this story is coming out. I, I hope that I can do it justice because I really like how it's working on my way home. I stopped at my mom and dad's to help my mom something on her computer. And then I came home and uh, now we're podcasting and that was my week. It was a good week. Yeah, it was a good week. Kind of busy, but uh, you know, productive at the same time. Yeah. Last Sunday for me, uh, morning normal church activities uh until you know around 11 or 12. uh we stopped for lunch at new york bagel which is becoming a habit of ours and it would be a really expensive habit if it wasn't for the fact that we've gotten old enough where we just split a meal so yeah and, and we're interested in losing a little bit of weight so that that makes it a little bit cheaper and then i don't know if you remember last week i talked about having opened my mouth and volunteered to do all the uh carpets in the house clean all the carpets well at the same time I volunteered to do the furniture. Uh, so oh, I spent geez. the entire afternoon Sunday cleaning all the all the upholstery in the house, again, in anticipation of having my son and daughter-in-law come for Christmas. And plus, it needs it. I mean, we've been in this house for 30 years. We may have cleaned it once or twice before. Yeah. But it was, it was definitely time to do it. But I just put the football games on, and I just kind of went around and did it. I kind of did it as if it was uh, uh, inside an automobile, and I used automobile you know, cleaning equipment oh. and stuff. So it was not a lot of water and stuff involved. It was just a lot of spraying and rubbing or scrubbing in it with a brush and then having a vacuum it when it dried. Uh, the evening I split between football, doing some Facebook promos on my Velas and some mindless YouTube surfing as I am still want to do. Come Monday, uh, I hit Facebook right after breakfast because I wanted to get some promo done. Like I said, I thought the whole week would be more heavy into promo than what it was, but Monday morning I did do a bunch of that. Uh, I took about half an hour or so uh, to get it all set up, and then I spent another hour or two doing some administrative work in the group that I am partially responsible for. Uh, coming here close to the holidays, people are just going wacko on the stuff that they do in these groups, and it's, it's you got to really ride herd on them and periodically ban a few people just to keep yeah. you know keep the crowd under control. Uh, then I, then came a sit down with Novel Crafter. And I started delving into the details. And this is where I first discovered on Monday that you can actually go deep into Novel Crafter. It's got a whole set of instructions that it, it sends along with your uh, story beat prompts uh, in order to direct the LLMs that you send it to on what they should do and how they should do it. But all those are customizable. And I didn't realize that at first. So it'll save the old ones or the ones that are canned within Novel Crafter. You can't actually get rid of those, but you can create you can copy them and then adjust them to fit your particular uh, story or your particular way of working or what, what you really want to see out of the LLM. So I went in there and I played with that a little bit. Uh, to, and essentially what it means is you can as create uh, super prompts like you know the Nervy novelist, novelist talks about uh, and, and get these sent every single time that you make a call with a story beat uh, to whatever flavor of LLM that you want to do it to. Uh, I also discovered that Claude still sucks, even though I told <laughs> you that, and this is Claude 2.0, because I, I was trying to testing out one of these super prompts that I had put in there. And it, and the, the story beat I asked it to write was essentially it was asked, uh, it was on a campus, there was a hooded figure, it was dark, uh, you know, there was some indication of trouble brewing. 
it refused to do it. And I find it took me a while, but I finally figured out it refused to do it because it had a hooded figure in it. And literally it said to me, you know, this is this is could have a negative stereotype on certain groups. And why don't we try to be write stuff that's more optimistic? And you know, it, it was it was driving me nuts. But then I then I discovered, I finally asked it, you do realize this is fiction, don't you? That I'm trying to write. And it says, Oh, this is fiction. <laughs> so I've had that same argument with ChatGPT, yeah. and you just say that I'm writing fiction here, people, yeah. and it usually goes along with you pretty well. Yeah, so that's one of the things I've put into my super prompt is right up front is, remember, this is fiction. You can write whatever you want, <laughs> and I know it still won't write ever write everything. You know, it won't write erotica and it won't write probably graphic violence and stuff. But and I don't write that kind of stuff anyways. So, anyways, I that's that's what I figured out. And that's a, it's a real problem with Claude. I think it's probably a lesser extent with chat GPT, but there's yeah. still a problem there. Yeah. Uh, it makes using these, these writing AI writing tools really kind of tricky. Uh, if you don't really realize what's going on. Uh, anyways, once I was over that hump and I, I customized the internal prompts, I started from scratch and worked with both chat GPT and Claude to create an outline for a new story. The story is called shroud of shadows. As I mentioned earlier, uh, and you can do this a number of different ways within Novel Crafter, but what I the way I, what I did is within the codex, I um, I I put in the basic outlines of the story I wanted to tell. Uh, I I, I kind of sketched out what I thought the mystery should be. Uh, I sketched out what I thought some of the turning points might be, and then I worked with uh, ChatGPT and Claude to uh, improve those. And then uh, maybe I, we created some try, try uh, words are tough sometimes, try fail cycles uh, and some, you know, transitions from act one to act two and act two to act three. Um, and when, whenever he gave me stuff I didn't like, I just switched to a different uh, GPT in order to, to try it out. I even used some of the lesser known ones, which worked pretty well. They're, you can tell by the feedback you're getting that it's a lot more rudimentary than both chat GPT and Claude. But one that was particularly good is one called Aeroboros, which was kind of a weird name, uh, but it worked pretty well. Um, and, and I guess the bottom line here is that when you're using these these things, these tools, you really just can't tell ahead of time what's going to be the best, th what's going to give the best result. So you just have to go through this iteration game where if it gives you something you don't like, you get rid of it and you try something else. Or you tell it why you don't like it and see if it can fix it. And you just have to play around with this. And as a result, it takes a lot of time because I, I play with the, this all afternoon. But by dinner time, I had what I thought was a pretty good story outline. Uh, so I put that aside and I spent the rest, rest of the evening watching mysteries on BritBox, specifically those um, Inspector Morse stories. Uh, Tuesday morning, I spent the, I spent messing around uh, trying to get a better deal on my car insurance because it's gotten ridiculous. I pay about 1200 bucks every six months, wow. uh, which is I think is high. Now it's on two cars and it's on a relatively new pickup. Uh, but in the end, I gave up because I really couldn't get any cheaper, maybe a hundred bucks cheaper or something like that. Not worth the effort of switching. Uh, plus it probably wouldn't turn out to be a hundred dollars savings because I'm on a multi-line discount with State Farm. Uh, and I think it all boils down to that it really sucks to drive in Louisiana because we have such a high uh, per capita uh, population of lawyers in this state that there's a lot of suing that goes on back and forth. And uh, that's why our insurance is so high. I know it's high in Michigan as well. I don't know what it's like in Ohio. 
if, if Ohio has really high insurance rates. I, I guess I don't know what high versus low is, but yeah, I don't pay anywhere near 1200 every six. Now you guys, that's two cars. I probably pay, I don't know, 360 every six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Ohio is probably one of the lower, one of the lower States then. Um, after lunch, I worked on setting up the codex for the news story. As I talked mentioned earlier, you can put all your character sheets and things like that in there, uh, location information, uh, any kind of background you want. And I, I did all that for the for all the main characters I could think of. And knowing that as I go along, I will uh, put in additional characters as I create them. And as you know, it seems like the story needs them, I and mean, maybe even additional locations and things as well. And the reason for doing this, uh, number one, is you're building story bible as you go along, uh, but also uh, you can use these as I think I said before to send to the LLMs to keep their responses more relevant. And it, I, I don't know because I haven't used Novel Crafter right through the writing of an entire story, so I don't know if this will work or not. But the rumors are that. The more you do this, and the longer and the more you write, and longer your story gets, then that uh, these LLMs, because of all this additional information you're getting beyond what a normal one-off prompt would be, uh, they become a lot better at providing you uh, text if that's what you want, that's uh, germane to the story. But they also become really, really good if you want them to. Uh, to uh, aping your writing style. Uh, so I don't particularly, I'm not using it quite that way. Um, what I'm doing, and uh, maybe I'll talk about, well, I'll talk about it uh, on Wednesday. Um, I then went out for a bit of grocery shopping after after playing with that uh, and spent the evening creating a wish list of books on Amazon uh, for anybody that might want to buy me a book. Uh, I got carried away and ordered one for myself. So I guess it wasn't a total uh, waste. Um, and what I ordered was John Scalzi's very first published novel, which is titled Old Man's War, uh, which is not to be confused with Cormac McCarthy's No Country for Old Men, which I first thought it was. I, mm. I looked at that and I said, I didn't realize Scalzi wrote that story. And he didn't, of course. Um, so I, I got that. I went ahead and ordered that as a Christmas present for myself. Okay, Wednesday, I did settle into a routine with novel crafter. And this is what my routine is, at least so far. It may change in the future. I don't know. But what I do is I have a basic outline uh, of the story. I have essentially uh, chapters broken out with beats within the chapters. Sometimes there's one or two beats. Sometimes there's there's more. Uh, I think you're right. My, the chapter with the most beats. And, and for me, the way I've structured it, a beat would be a scene within oh, the chapter. Okay. And so the, I think I have one chapter with four beats. Um, so I start, what I do is I write the first draft of the scene myself, uh, concentrating basically on the dialogue and the character interactions, pretty much like I would even if I wasn't using uh, any of these tools. And then I ask whatever LLM I decide to try to use, if it will take what I've written, expand it, there's a set of instructions within Novel Crafter that essentially forces the LLMs to increase the number, the word count that you give it. But I tell it specifically to expand it by including pertinent scenic details. So I allow it with its knowledge from the codex of what the location is and where we're at in the story and everything, I allow it to flesh out some of the scenic details uh, in the writing. And then at, lastly, at least for right now, I go back and I do a quick edit on the whole scene 
and then I move on to the next scene. Uh, and I'm going to see how that works going forward. It worked out pretty well so far this past week. So starting off with just me writing it myself, it's very much in my in my voice. It's very much how I want to tell the story. Uh, get, letting the LLM throw in some more pertinent scenic details just basically flushes it out a little bit. I'm actually pretty good, I think, at putting in scenic details uh, and giving a sense for what the environment's like, but this just adds a little bit more. And then that quick edit just... I do just to make sure that everything looks like it's seamless. And when I go back to it, it's not obvious that, oh, I wrote this part. Oh, this is what the LLM added. Right. I just don't want that to happen. Uh, so I worked on the first chapter of the new story that way, and it went pretty well, as I said, uh, surprisingly or not surprisingly, because I had an outline to work from, which I hardly ever do. So I knew where <laughs> I was heading and what I wanted to write yeah. at this particular point in time. So it really helped. Uh, I ended up with 2,101 words across three scenes in that first chapter. Uh, and that was after that first pass edit. So I wrote the LLM added words, I edited and basically chopped out words. Um, so that's the word I ended up with. Um, and this was kind of strategic in a way because I create these scenes and I write these scenes so that each one can be a Vela episode uh, if, okay. I, if I want it to be. So each one's gotta be at least 600 words long. Uh, so, and uh, since I had three of them and only 2,100 words, they're not very much longer than 600 words. Uh, but I think it'll, it'll work works well, at least in the context of what I've already done. In the evening, I, I spent catching up on some of the Facebook promos I was in. And I realized that I kind of let that slide in the first part of the week. So I wanted to get back to it again. Uh, but then I decided in the end, it was the end of the year. And I was basically on track for a decent bonus for the month anyway. So why worry about it? So I don't know how much I'm going to be doing going forward. Uh, Thursday, in addition to doing more Facebook stuff, uh, mostly administrative work, I concentrated on writing chapter two of uh, the Shroud story. And using the same process, I write, I let the LLM add, and then I edit. Uh, and I ended up with 1,220 words uh, after my edit in chapter two. And I believe chapter two was two scenes. So just over 600 words in each scene. Uh, Friday, again, found time to write. And so I'm coming on a little bit of a roll here. This time, chapter three, uh, it ended up being 1,353 words in a single scene uh, that I wrote. and But I have yet to run through uh, the Novel Crafter uh, link to the AIs and do my editing pass on it. So it's probably going to be a little bit less than that by the time it gets all done um, and before I move on to chapter four. And then I did some more Facebook work. Uh, and was going to get back to Novel Crafter in the evening, but my Scalzi book showed up. So I spent the rest of the day reading that. And I really love the premise of this book. Number one, it's supremely well-written. This is his first published novel, and it is really, really good. Uh, I can see why he got that million-dollar contract some years back um, when everybody else had their contracts being cut back. Uh, but the, the premise is really, is really quite cute. Um, humanity has basically colonized the stars but in doing so, found out that it is tremendously outnumbered by aliens, all of whom are extreme, all of whom are extremely hostile to, the, to humans. So they have to uh, develop a colony defense force. And this colony defense force has borrowed all kinds of technology and stuff from the alien worlds that it has conquered. And it has used the technology to isolate Earth, isolate Earth really has no idea what's going on out in space, the people who are left on Earth. And the only way people can get out in space is they have to be colonists 
or they have to join the colony defense force. And both of those tickets are one way. You go out, you're never coming back. Mm. And this story, Old Man's War, really revolves primarily around uh, the colonial defense force and their recruitment. They recruit only old people. People, okay. who, people who are 70 years old, on your 70th birthday, you can go, well, actually on 60th birthday, you can declare your intention to join the force, uh, in which case you go through some preliminary health checks and all that kind of stuff. At 70, you have a choice of either opting out and not doing it or going. And if you go, what happens is they, in that first meeting, when you were 60, they've taken uh, DNA samples from you. And at 70, when you go out into the space station, you end up getting transferred into a clone body, your consciousness, and all your experiences and memories get transferred into a cloned body that has been enhanced with all the alien technology that the colonial defense forces could get their hands on. And you be essentially become a super soldier. And yet, as a super soldier, your the mortality rate in two years is still 75%. Oh, jeez. This is how, how vicious, I guess, the, the war is. And I'm only about a third of the way through the book, so I, I've only gotten past the point where they've actually transferred the, the main characters into the new bodies and stuff. And it's, it's really cute, but the whole thing is cute, uh, the, the, the premise and the way in which Scalzi writes. Scalzi kind of writes a little bit like I do. It's a little bit... Um, Flipped, I guess, in some ways, a little okay. bit, you know, tongue, a little bit tongue in cheek. You know, people are making jokes and stuff. And I kind of like that. It's not super serious. It's not hard science fiction in, in, by any means. Uh, he, he glosses over a lot of the details that hard science fiction readers are not, not necessarily like. But, but I enjoy it. So I, I read that quite a bit on Friday. Today, I didn't do anything writing related. Uh, first thing this morning, my wife wanted to go join fabrics for yarn because she's now getting into crocheting socks and gloves for some reason. I uh, stopped off at Lowe's while I was doing that to get some mulch to put in places where that five inches of rain we had the week before last uh, washed it, some of my mulch all the way into the back 40 of our yard. Uh, so I need to replace that. Uh, came home and did some Facebook administration work, a little bit of promo. And then I sat down and up, type up the uh, podcast notes. And then I was going to text you and say you want to record early if it was like probably 4 o'clock your time. But I decided, no, I'm going to read Kelsey's book. So I sat down with Scalzi's book, and in that hour and a half or whatever, I ate a, an entire huge mixing bowl full of popcorn nice. and, and read until you texted me again to, to say that you wanted to. So now, now I'm full of popcorn. I, if I know I'm drinking this tea here as we're talking, and I can just feel it swelling up in my belly. <laughs> nice. So that was my week. It was, I, I got a lot done. I got to play around a lot with the uh, with Novel Crafter. I think it's going to work fairly well. I don't know if it'll ultimately supplant Scrivener for me, but uh, right now I kind of like playing with it. Okay. All right. Um, scrolling all the way down, we have a whole bunch of stuff to skip for now, but we're going to start talking about the uh, goals coming up in a few weeks, our 2023 goals and our 2024 goals. So that'll be fun. Uh, in terms of my running list of future things to do, I still want to do something with the kind of the bonus scenes being like newspaper articles for the first first book in the murder uh, murder mystery series. I really thought about it much other than just to put it down in this outline so I wouldn't forget about it. Then I want to update the first book with a couple of items and re republish it. A um, couple of bullet points that matter for book two and possibly even book three or four. I'm not sure yet. 
Um, and then uh, the Story Grid Seven, the Story Grid Guild class that I joined starts January seventh. Um, I went back earlier this week and was watching some of the videos uh, in my guild account. They're the it's the video series they tell you to watch before you start the class. Um, this one's all about the five commandments of stories. Series of videos. Each video is like five to ten minutes each, and they use examples from the masterworks and all that stuff that they they do at Story Grid. I'm very excited about that. January seventh. I'm, I'm looking I'm, forward. To I'm that. really. Yeah, I'm really excited about you taking this class because then maybe you can get some very, very good definitions and understanding about what some of these yeah. elements are in stories. Yeah, the um, the the shift. What's the shift that that I always struggled with, and I end up taking it off my story grid. I put it back uh, when I when I started what, looking at it. A couple weeks ago. The polarity shift. That's the is that the plus minus or is that the no value shift? The value shift is the one. It's like you know life to death. You know, and and right, I always right. I always wondered like, are there certain words that that you know you use there or could it just be anything and when i started working mm. with chat gpt and giving it the full chapter and saying what's the value shift and it would just literally give me you know he went from being on the bus to on the stage at the at the play you know it's like oh i guess it can just be anything as long as it goes from one thing to the other um right. so well but I'm almost i believe yeah i don't know but but the value in terms of the value doesn't it have to be related to the the emotional psychological makeup of the character or no I'll let you know once I take oh, okay. it. Okay. I have no idea. That was okay. the one thing I could never not only not only was that one of the things I could never understand, but in listening to the podcast a couple of different times now, that's one of the things Tim could never understand. And I could tell when Sean was explaining to him over and over, Tim could never get it. And I could never get it either. It was it, that I think is probably one of the more complicated things in story grid. So I'm I'm looking forward to taking that part of the class, especially. Well, the only reason I say that it has to be related to the emotional psychological makeup of the character. Uh, who's the main character in that particular scene is is from the Silence of the Lamb example that they did. It was always about, uh, what's her name? Uh, Clarice. Clarice, right. I think it's Clarice, right? Or Claire. Clarice well, Starling, it, it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was all, when they're talking about value shifts in there, they were always talking about how she felt or what, what her emotional state was as she went from the beginning of chapter to the end of the chapter. So that's why I thought... I was related to the value, but uh, you could absolutely be right. I mean, that sounds yeah. right. I mean, you're you're saying with saying it with confidence. So I'm happy to believe you. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the ones that it gave me, I did I did three or four of them. One of them, the first one was hopeful anticipation to negative and conflict. The second one was tense but stable to crisis situation, and then the next one was workplace banter to shocking murder revelation. Those are the three that I've done so far, just working with ChatGPT. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe those are not correct, but that's, well, okay. well, I guess, it, you know, it may just be depend on how you want to define it. Yeah. It may depend on, on how much your story is character driven too. Uh, if, if, it, if your story is more plot driven, then you can have kind of more of a meta view of what's the tone of a scene, mm -hmm. the beginning of the chapter versus the end of the chapter. Whereas if you're really in a deep POV with a particular character, then it's, it's all going to be about them anyways. And yeah. it would be more related to what their emotional and psychological yeah. state is. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's just my off the cuff. And, and I don't even know if knowing that means anything to the, the story when I go write it. Like, how important is that? I guess it probably means something, but like, you know, 99.9% .9 of the writers out there probably aren't paying attention to that. So how important is it really? I have no idea. Yeah, I think, well, I think like a lot of things they talk about in the story grid, a lot of this is so innate in storytelling mm. and in our understanding of story that we just kind of do it naturally. 
And it's in the instances where we don't do it, uh, that we, we get the feeling that something is off in yeah. what we have done. And I know for me, the way I, especially since I've been working with Vela and trying to write in shorter episodes or shorter, shorter lengths that I get, sometimes I get the sense that, you know, I've started an episode on one, on one particular level in terms of uh, how people are feeling and what the sense is and the tone is of the story. And that carries the same right through the end of that episode into the next episode. And it isn't until the end of the next episode that that tone or, or emotional state changes. And so that that's kind of, that's one of the problems with uh, writing short episodes is that it's very hard to do this kind of flip-flopping uh, of, of, polarity and, and value from one episode to the next because you know it has to be bam 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 if that's what you're going to do right and i just and i just don't like moving things along quite that quick right um, yeah so i don't yeah some of this may or may not be uh pertinent to your writing depending on how what you're writing if you're writing long form it probably doesn't matter quite much or matters more than if you're writing very short form uh, story, uh snippets basically of stories yeah, so it's yeah, it's I'm looking forward to it. Um, January seventh yeah. is when it starts. Uh, in terms of my addicted to, I mean, nothing really that I can think of other than like doing a lot of searching for the next Christmas thing to watch. Um, you know, I, I go into Roku and I just type Christmas and I literally scroll through just hundreds of things, just looking for something. Oh, that, I'll watch that. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I already forgot what I said I was gonna. I don't even know if I did. I say what I was gonna watch tonight. Maybe not. That's good because uh, I, I can't remember if I so. did. No, okay, I don't think you did. Okay. Have um, you ever seen Have you ever seen Nightmare Before Christmas? The, uh, Tim, Burton? the Tim Burton thing. Yeah, eh, it doesn't really interest me that much. I don't know. Tim I've Burton, not I seen it. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I have. Okay. I have not seen it. Okay. Uh, for me, addicted to is just basically novel crafter. This past week, I spent most of my time doing that. Uh, other than the time I was playing around on Facebook, so yeah, I, I'm learning more about it. Uh, Learned a lot. I've watched a couple of videos that the uh, woman, uh, I believe her last name is Robinson, put out about it, where she actually does real time writing on it and you know shows you how to do different things, which were pretty interesting. It's still there's still not very very much out there in the way of uh, uh, documentation or instructions on how mm -hmm. to do certain things. It's just you know, since it's in beta, I got a feeling, just my sense, is that it's going to be in beta for a while. Uh, so when you go to the website, if you're going to look it up, you're going to have an opportunity to sign up for the beta uh, version of it. And then are you paying anything while it's no, in beta? No. Oh, wow. No. Well, I know I take that you, you are paying, but you have to, uh, the way it works, as I, I discussed last week, is it, it, it doesn't have an LLM itself. It calls out to all the other LLMs oh, that yeah, are out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to set up something that is able to interact with all those other LLMs and the, the most popular one, the one that's most robust is open router. And, um, it, uh, so you pay through open router. It's like a debit card thing. You, you load money on, on the thing and then it just chunks it off as you use these LLMs. I think just my, my feel now, you know, having to work with it for a week, I worked with it for a week, actually writing as opposed to just really goofing off, which is what I did the previous week. And, you know, to write for, use it to help me write, uh, four chapters, four and three and a half chapters so far. I think I've, I've probably spent somewhere on the order of 
maybe 40 cents, something like that. Jeez, oh, that's so, it? Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, for basically for each call out to one of these, for the kind of stuff I'm using it for anyways, it's been running between two and four cents a hit okay. something like something like that so you can go a long way before you end up paying yeah. the 20 bucks that you pay for chat gpt or for claude in fact i canceled both of those both my chat gpt subscription and my Claude, because you can interact with all these uh llms in uh novel crafters what they call tinker mode but it's basically as if you were you just set it you know the little a little uh drop down box at the top you tell tell Novel Crafter which one you want to interact with, and then you can just interact with it as if you were natively on their site. Uh, so yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be a lot cheaper on a pay-as-you-go basis as opposed to uh, the subscription model. Um, I do like the way you're doing it, because I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of saying, uh, write my write my prose for me. I, I see like the nerdy novelist does that, some of the other ones do that. I don't really like that part of it. I don't think it's very good. I also don't, necessarily think and I, I don't know if i'm gonna if i anger anyone i apologize i don't think it's really writing if you're saying hey write my prose for me but i like the way you're doing it where you're saying i'm gonna write the first draft that i'm gonna use it kind of edit make it better that kind of thing right because i kind of use chat the same way so i, I do like yeah. that no and, and you're right it, it does not write very good prose uh in fact, I, I i look at the prose that it writes like if you just tell write write this story beat it'll write it for you but it, it reminds me, having been in academics, it reminds me of somebody writing uh, if English is their second language. Ah, right. You know, it's not grammar mistakes per se, but the construction and the way in which it puts together, puts ideas together and puts them forth, it's just stilted and it's odd. And it just doesn't really work. In any, it doesn't flow in any real good, in any real sense. Yeah. So you can do it one of two ways. You can say, okay, you write me the first draft and I'm going to go through and clean it up. I tried that a little bit. It takes a lot more work to do that. And you and you end up being left with almost nothing of what it wrote, right. at least for me. Then yeah. going ahead and in that first draft yourself and just say, okay, do what you can do in terms of enhancing this for me, and then go back and clean up what you don't like that it did. Uh, that's kind of what I'll do with ChatGPT. Like the, today, I wrote, uh, yeah. uh, you know, all the words I wrote, and then I took like a piece of dialogue that was maybe uh, I don't know eight lines, ten lines, and I put in ChatGPT and I said, hey, listen, enhance this, add a little bit more description, add some actions. Uh, put the proper emotion in don't use adverbs show don't tell all the stuff that i tell it and then it gives me it gives it back to me and then i paste it back into my my uh, scrivener page and then i go through and edit it and by the time I'm, i've edited it i've got i've deleted just about everything that it's given me except for like two or three words that i like right. that i wouldn't have thought as so it's really right. like i'm almost using it like a thesaurus uh right. kind of a, a real-time thesaurus for me so yeah yeah um all right in terms of my coming week um Let's see. I'm getting close to this revision being finished. Like I said, I have three chapters to go. I know that the chapter I'm going to start working on tomorrow is kind of big, so I don't know if I'll finish it tomorrow. Uh, but I will head to Panera in the morning and work on it as much as I can. And then I'll go to the grocery store and probably go to Subway and then come home and watch football all day. The Browns play at one. I have some more gifts that I want to wrap. Uh, I may go to some kind of a UPS store if they're open tomorrow or a box store uh, and get a box to to put all the stuff in for Lindsay and get some sh uh, shipping materials and try to get that packed up. We'll see. Uh, depends on the timing. Um, and then I'll watch something tomorrow night and try to talk about it as I watch the uh, eight o'clock game tomorrow. Tomorrow is a big fantasy football day for me because it's the last week of the regular season um, for 
every league I'm in except for one, but all my head to head leagues, all 14 of my head to head leagues. And if it ended right now, I'm, I'm in the playoffs now in eight of my fell out of the playoffs last week in two of them. Uh, so now I'm in eight of them and it's all six of my home leagues. And the cool thing about my home leagues is it's friends. So I really want to win. I want to beat them. I don't care what the money is. Uh, and then I'm in the big money one also. So, uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be a fun day. I, I hope. Are, are most of your quarterbacks still standing or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I've got, in fact, the, of the four teams of the, of the four teams that were really bad going into last week, I, I had Joe Burrow on three of them and he's been really bad. And I had um, Sean Watson on two of them. Um, so I've re resorted to my favorite player in football, Baker Mayfield in two of them. And I picked <laughs> up Jordan Love in a couple of them. And Jordan Love for the Packers has been really good uh, lately. So yeah, the, the ones that are good, the eight teams that I have that are still good. Yeah, all my quarterbacks are, are still standing, which is good. How do you feel about uh, Joe Flacco? being the Browns I'm quarterback. I'm so excited. That guy <laughs> flings the ball. He's got yes. zip on the ball. I, I I saw a play last week from the from the end zone view and the receiver hadn't even turned around yet and as soon as he turned around the ball was in his gut. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a Browns quarterback do that. I don't I don't since the Bernie Kosar days, I have no idea. No, so he, he's at that, that point in his career where it's like, I got nothing to lose. I'm just going to throw right. it. <laughs> so. As hard as I can. It's so yep. much fun. Yep. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Hopefully it it, it doesn't disappoint. Um, it, it, right. Fantasy football this year has been strange. I'll, all through the day on a Sunday, I'll be like, I got to be losing in these leagues. My players are doing terrible. Then I go look at the scores and I'm winning in leagues. Yeah. I mean, I have leagues where I'm number one in scoring and number two in scoring. And it's just because of the way I drafted. I can't, I, I'm already looking forward to next year's drafts to use this strategy again. Cause it's been so good this year. Um, yeah. Monday and Wednesday, I work from home. I may or may not write. I don't know. Again, I have three chapters left. I really want to get them done. So I wouldn't be surprised if one or both of those days I found time, even if it's lunchtime, I found time here and there to actually work on the work on the book. Tuesday, I work during the day from home and then I'll go to hothead in the evening uh, like I've been doing Thursday. I'm in the office, but only working half a day on Thursday. You remember I was going to take half a days on Fridays the rest of the year. Well, coworker Brian wanted a couple of the Fridays and, and either him or I have to be working because we have to have coverage from one of us. So I told him back in October when I decided to do this, if you want any of the Fridays, just let me know. I don't have any plans and I can use those days somewhere else. So this time I'm going to use it Thursday while I'm in the office, which is great because it means I only have to be in the office for half a day. I'm going to leave the office right around noon and I'm going to head over to that computer store in on the east side of Cleveland that I love. It's called Micro Center. It's fantastic. I haven't been there in a long time. And I'm going to check out that monitor that I saw that was a 34-inch uh, ultra wide. And I, I told myself, I'm going to wait and see if I win second place, but don't be surprised if I just buy yeah. it on Thursday, <laughs> who knows? Uh, I know me. Um, and then I'll find a place. There's actually, I believe there's a Moe's Southwest grill, which I haven't been to in so long. And I love that place. When I used to work on the East side of Cleveland, I would go there all the time and write. Um, and there's one not too far from that micro center. So I might go there for lunch and for a couple hours and work on the story. I'll also be in downtown, well, east side, busy area, Cleveland around rush hour. So I might just go get out of Cleveland and then go right somewhere closer to home. I'm not sure yet. Um, I generally decide those things when I get in the car and start driving. So, right. Um, Friday, I work all day. I work from home. Um, I'd like to write at some point, depending on where I'm at, but I do have Saturday um, to write. And if I can get it's really just depends on how far I, along I get throughout the week. Cause by the end of the week, I really just want to have the, the final revision. I don't plan on starting on the next revision until, until uh, a week from tomorrow, the following Sunday. So basically three chapters is my uh, minimum this week. And three chapters is also my maximum. I just want to get those three chapters finished. Um, so I'll go to Chick-fil-A on Saturday morning and then I'll run some errands 
and then we'll do some podcasting. I do have one more week of the indoor golf league simulator league to go. I don't know when that will happen. I told my buddy other than Thursday, I have my writer's club on Thursday. I didn't mention that. I have my writer's club on Thursday also. Um, uh, other than that, I'm free pretty much any evening or on the weekend. So I'll let him decide what day we play. And, and you know, that, that you know, if it's going to be Tuesday night, then I'll, I'll golf Tuesday night. I'll write on Wednesday night, you know, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. uh, the goal, like I said, is just to get through these final ch three chapters and get this revision finished. Uh, my coming week is going to be a little bit foreshortened because I'll be leaving for the holidays early. Uh, Sunday, tomorrow, church in the morning as normal. Uh, then when I get back, I'm going to have to finish up the last of the Christmas decorating. I got to put some lights on the outside so that we can have, a, have them on a timer while we're gone. Uh, kind of look like somebody's living here. I also need to depone and cook a turkey uh, for my <laughs> wife and make put some meals together so that she has something to eat while, while I'm gone and not cooking for her like I usually do. Uh, I'll also have some Facebook administration stuff. I'm sure that'll pop up. One of, one of the people that helps administer this group has been on vacation. So, you know, everything has been kind of a little bit more hectic than what normally is. But hopefully later in the evening, I'll be able to do some writing. And I also want to read a little bit more of that old man's war. Like I said, I'm really enjoying that. And I'm about to get to the point where I think things are going to get exciting. Uh, Monday, I'll do some Facebook work in the morning. Uh, some little bit of promo marketing probably as it will do most days of the week that I have free. Uh, then I'll get a little bit of writing time in, I hope, before I go to the doc a doctor's appointment at 1 p.m. Uh, after that, right now, my day is open as far as I can tell. Uh, so I may pack and freeze some of my wife's meals, do a little bit more writing, and then finish the day reading. Tuesday, I'll likely start packing actually for my trip and then work on some re writing-related stuff, whether that'll be Facebook or actual uh, novel crafter things I've not really know at the moment. Uh, Wednesday, there won't be any writing. I'm pretty sure of that. That's the day before. Well, it's actually, it's not the day before I leave, but uh, I'll be doing some last minute cleaning and some maintenance stuff around the house uh, before I hit the roads. And then Thursday, I'm just setting it aside as a day of rest before I actually have to do all that driving. Maybe I'll do a little bit of writing. We'll, we'll see. But I'm not going to push myself if I don't feel like it. Friday morning, bright and early, as soon as the sun's up, I'm going to be leaving for the first leg of the trip to Detroit. And since I am going solo, I'm only going to, I'm going to do it in two nights on the road. It's usually a one-night drive for us when we're driving together. So I'm probably going to stop somewhere in northern Alabama. That'll be about seven hours away from the house. And so that means I'll get in there like you know mid-afternoon to late afternoon and be able to get into a, a motel early before it gets dark, which I don't like driving in the dark. Um, and I hope to do some writing when I get to the motel, uh, because that's usually a, a lot of downtime. I can't really go to sleep early because I just don't fall asleep that early. Uh, usually it's be around 10, 11, 12 before me to fall asleep. Saturday, continue driving towards Detroit as soon as the sun's up. And I'll probably likely stop uh, just north of Cincinnati someplace, between Cincinnati and Dayton. Um, so we'll both be podcasting that night from Ohio. So that'll nice. be kind of cool. we'll be in state together. I thought about coming all the way to Newton Falls, but it's so far all the wow. way, given the line in which I'm going, uh, that yeah. I didn't think it would it yeah. wouldn't work. So, That'd so be yeah, so that, be live. Yeah, I know. We can be live together. That's a, that's never happened on a podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's a uh, that's my week. Um, are you gonna stop at in, at the Princeton exit? Like I remember when I I stopped there last year on my way back, and I, I said, oh, I don't remember the name of the city, and you were like, oh yeah, Princeton. Because that's where you have stopped in the past. It's just south of Tamarack. Yeah, that's if I go to my in-laws uh, over oh, in Virginia. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is a much more eastern or a western route that I'm taking. Yeah. In fact, it's not the route I normally take. I don't know why Google Maps wants to send me this way, because usually what it wants me to do is just drive straight north till I get to Chicago and then over to Detroit. But yeah. it wants to send me on a kind of a cross-country 
diagonal route. And I don't know if there's some construction or something around Chicago. I'm going to see when I wake up on, uh, when I wake up on Friday morning, I'm going to punch it in and see what the, the, uh, trip map says in terms of what's the least amount of time. And that's the way I'm going to go. Is, uh, is, is Chicago straight North of Baton Rouge? Almost directly. Wow, I didn't realize Baton Rouge yeah. was so far West. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're very, I, we're, I have to look at a map now. I love maps. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, yeah, we are just actually, we're just slightly West, I believe of Chicago. So we're actually further west in Chicago, but wow, okay. I basically drive a half hour east, and I take a, I take a road that just goes straight north, goes through Memphis, and it goes, you know, up, up along through along the uh, Arkansas, Missouri borders and, and uh, Kentucky borders, and you know, yeah, it just basically follows the Mississippi River north. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I don't really have anything else to share uh, this week. I, I actually want to talk about something real quick here. I got, I talked earlier about getting the email from living writer. They, um, you know, that was one of my first writers tools. I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to get away from paying monthly. Um, so I bought Scrivener and have kind of gone back and forth a little bit, but, um, they sent me an email earlier this week with a new set of features that they've, uh, unleashed and they're all AI, AI stuff. And not only is it AI stuff, I watched the video. I don't have the specific details. I'll try to post a link to the video. I think it was just a, it was in the, in the email, but I think it was a YouTube link. So I'll try to post a link to it, but it was set up um, so great inside where you can write your, 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 you can write your chapter. You can then click on certain buttons to do AI things. You can highlight something and then ask AI, the AI to edit it for you. Like they did a really, really good job. Of um of of the user friendliness or the way mm -hmm. that it's set up inside of Living Writer that it literally wants me to, it, I want to like switch to Living Writer and just use it for a book just because it looked like so much fun, um, and then I looked at the pricing, <laughs> um, so there the the premium monthly is nine ninety nine a month which I believe is what it was before and that's if you pay monthly. Uh, yearly, it's $96 a year. So you save a little bit of money without doing the math. Yeah, you save about $20, $24. Um, but that is with limited AI generation. So my guess is they're they're calling one of these, probably ChatGPT and paying them uh, for, for anything that comes in. But according to that, under their premium, you get uh, you get unlimited of the AI writing, core writing features. I don't know what that means. Uh, generate outlines, you get 25 monthly. Generate elements, 25 monthly. Rewrite text, 25 monthly. And then that's it. But with the premium plus AI, everything is unlimited and it's $29.99 a month, which okay. I don't want to pay $30 a month for writing software, but right. I really, really want to go in and try this. Right. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm probably not going to do it, but man, if I watch that video again and just see how easy everything looked, kind of how they set it up really well. I like these people. I've talked to them before. The people who do Living Writer, I think there's four of them. That was Noveler. Now I'm getting them all confused. Living writer. I know I've talked to them in the past, but uh, I really like it. I may just try it out for one month with one of my short stories and just see what happens. Right. Um, just for even just try it for a month. Um, okay. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a link to the video, but check it out if you can. Uh, and, and just, you know, tell me what you think. I just, I right. thought it was really interesting. Yeah. So this, this is the problem uh, living writer has. Well, that all these all programs that want to incorporate AI into them have, and that is that you know it's ex it's expensive or it costs money in order to access these LLMs, and you're going to have users who are going to be really heavy heavy users, and it's kind of it's almost like health insurance. They, they got to figure out a price where they can cover both the heavy users and do it on the on the backs of the people that don't use it very much. Right. 
Uh, and that's <clears throat> and that's the problem that Novel Crafter has circumvented by saying, you can use AI as much as you want. You're the one that's going to pay for it. Uh, we're just going to charge you something ultimately when it comes out of beta. We'll charge you something to maintain our server banks yeah. and stuff per month. And yeah, then so that's why I kind of like the pay as you go model a little bit better. Um, because then if I don't, if you don't use it during a month, and yeah, you're still going to pay. Right now, they've got it set up where it would be $14 a month. Um, mm. uh, I don't know if that'll be the final price or if that's just an example they have on their pricing page. But uh, I, I would be a lot more comfortable if I knew I had control of uh the of paying for the ai usage because you know some months i won't use any at all i'll pay the 14 dollars. Right. other months i may pay, may well actually the way it's going you, you'd be hard pressed to pay 10 bucks direct to these ais using it the way you're going to be using it in novel crafter so mm. yeah a anyways yeah the, the the pricing is a whole nother issue with yeah. these programs yeah and it, with the living writer you can pay 299 for the year with the the, the plus ai on ai add-on yearly you pay 299 for it which saves you some money from paying monthly but i paid you know 60 dollars for scrivener and i paid i think 129 for atticus and that's it right, right. I, I don't have to pay anything else for them if i want right. to use them uh you can get a lifetime version which is unlimited everything forever for 699 that's a lot of money right but I really liked what it showed. So maybe if I win the $7,000 first prize, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Actually, um, actually, I don't know why. Well, we'll see how, how they do with that. But, you know, if I was the one that was setting that program up, but what I would do is I would just put a slap a meter on the, on the outgoing links and just say, okay, you're going to pay by the whatever, by the link in order to get out and get, get this information. And then we'll have a cheaper yeah. price on a per month basis. That would be a more I, equitable way yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. That, that would have gotten me more into it, knowing that it, if I played around with it and didn't use it very much, instead of paying $30 for the month that I used for a couple of days, um, I just paid a couple of dollars to try it out. Right. I mean, right. It sucks that you, I, I don't even know if you can get like a demo with them, but I would be disappointed if you could get a demo with them. But because I'm a returning customer, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Um, I'd be a little bit disappointed about that. But again, I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough to find out. But uh but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to, um, I may do it for a month with the, uh, my A team meets my sister's family story, mm -hmm. my space opera. I may do it just to see what it can do because I, it, the ease of use, I would cancel my chat GPT subscription if that was the case. And there's $20 a month I'd be saving to go to $29 a month for this. So I would be kind of offsetting it a little bit. So, right. Um, right. We'll see. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it some more. And I'll, I'll post if I can. I'll post a link to the. Uh, okay. It's only about a minute and a half long, and I'll post a link to the YouTube video that they they sent me, um, in the email. And yeah, I think I, I think I trashed that email without even looking at it, just because. Yeah. I tend to do that with a lot of emails. But, yeah. Uh, well. I'll have to go back and take a look at it. Writing software for me is like the hero's journey. I will watch everything I can on it just because it's so, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a software developer for a living that I, I like uh, to see and I like writing and I like to see what other people are doing. Um, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it. So we'll see. I'll, maybe I'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks if I try it out. Okay. All right. That is the, uh, that is the podcast for today. I, I, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I am done. All right. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, Jerry at jerryevanoff.com is the email address. Uh, the website is jerryevanoff.com or jerryevanoffauthor.com. I think it still redirects. I haven't done anything with the 
the the new uh, web servers yet. I'm I'm end up paying another thirty five dollars a month or whatever to um, SiteGround to, to give me some more time. We'll, we'll see. Um, uh, let's see. Facebook.com slash Jerry Evanoff author. If you want to see all my Christmas stuff, I think it's funny, but I'm a little bit biased because I wrote it. Uh, Patreon.com slash new author podcast. If you want to support us and if you want to watch us on YouTube and you can see the fancy new background that I put on the YouTube video today, I did it specifically for Brian. Hi, Brian. Cause he didn't like the clouds and it's Christmas season. So I went a little Christmassy. Um, go to youtube.com slash at new author podcast and please subscribe. If you go there, I like to, I like to see the numbers jump up a little bit. And for B, if you'd like to email, my address is rich at richcasey.com. That's Casey with a K. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Blue Sky. Right now, I'm mostly active on Blue Sky and Facebook at Casey himself. And check out my Velo stories. Just go to my website, www.richcasey.com. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Have a fantastic week.